On today's show, we'll be recapping two wins against the Blue Jays. The Yankees right now are just as good as other teams from the past who were historically good. Does this mean something? Maybe, but maybe not. We'll discuss all that, and we'll focus on specific players who played really well the last two games. All that next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Yankees fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. In case you don't know who I am, because I know not everyone watches this podcast regularly and there might be some newbies around here, I got my start blogging about baseball in the early 2010s and worked my way up to writing on sites like Baseball Prospectus, The Hardball Times. I had work appear on ESPN. This is not a brag. I just wanted to give you the background so you knew why I host this show. Plus, I've been watching baseball since the late 1970s, since sitting on my dad's lap. So there's a lot of baseball knowledge in this head, although some of it's getting fuzzy. The old getting old thing is kind of rough. Anyway, I would like to thank you for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube, and please hit the like button on our videos and comment. I'm trying to get better at answering your comments. So yeah, leave as many comments as you can. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast, Locked on Yankees. These Yankees, huh? Hey, I'm excited. We spoke about it on yesterday's show. Abby kind of razzed me a little bit, my co-host, about the fact that I'm being optimistic about the Yankees. And it's weird for me to feel optimistic because I'm always careful to punctuate the optimistic statement with a, well, it's kind of early or, you know, it's too early to get too excited, but like that sort of thing. But these were two good wins against a division rival that, you know, made a lot of moves in the offseason, and they're not playing up to their potential yet. At least I don't think they are. And it was good to see, and I've said this about a few games that the Yankees have played so far this season, it feels as if last night's game was a game they would have lost in 2021. I don't know if anyone else agrees with me, but it did feel that way. Especially with the way they came back and tied it, and then it looked like they couldn't do anything after that. Then the Blue Jays scored two, and you think to yourself, hmm, all right, maybe it's one of those games. And then the Yankees walk off in beautiful fashion with a no-doubter by Aaron Judge, his first walk-off home run. Now, that's the funny thing. A lot of baseball fans did not realize that that was Aaron Judge's first walk-off home run. He's had walk-offs. I mentioned it in my post-game video last night. He hit that infield single that took the Yankees to the wild card game against the Rays in the very last play of the season, regular season last year. 
that was a bomb. But that was great. That was, oh God, that was so good. And it's funny that the Yankees scored nine runs. Their first nine runs against the Blue Jays were on three-run home runs. Stanton, then Judge, and then today's game, Glaber. We'll talk about today's game in segment two. But last night's game, let's look at some of the numbers from last night's game. My goodness, just, as I said, it really felt like one of those games that they could lose or that they would lose and that the 2021 Yankees would have lost. I mean, they were no hit until the sixth inning. And you say Kikuchi ruining my prediction of the Yankees doing well every other start. Although they got to him and then they were able to tie the game in that inning. But yeah, it. what's with the Yankees being no hit for the first few innings of every game and then suddenly waking up? Hey, if it results in victories... I won't mind it so much. But if this starts happening and they start losing, I'm not going to like it, obviously. But it's very weird that they keep doing this. They did it against the Rangers, too. So last night, the no-hitter was broken up by a double from DJ LeMahieu. It was his one hit on the night, but hey, it was a big one. Nice double there. Stanton ended up two for four. Judge was two for five. Those three were the only ones with hits last night because, again, the Yankees didn't really do much hitting-wise because it took them so long to do something. And then in that ninth inning, I think Romano walking Trevino was the big blow. You can't walk someone like Trevino. That's going to bite you in the butt. And it did. Big time. I do enjoy the fact that the Yankees have, I guess it's the gritty that they do when they're rounding the bases. And just before they get to home plate, they dance. Last night's game was also chippy. After Stanton hit his game-tying home run, Josh Donaldson was hit by a pitch. Garcia was thrown out of the game. Donaldson, after the game, was saying, I don't think it was intentional, but it looked intentional. He could see why the umps would think it was intentional, because it happened right after the home run. I mean, at least it wasn't the first pitch after the home run, but the Blue Jays didn't like that too much because there wasn't a warning. They just threw him out. And then after the game, the umpires said that some words were spoken between Josh Donaldson and Heineman behind the plate, Toronto's catcher, before that. And I think they, from that, they decided the intention was there. And that's why they threw Garcia out of the game. So things did look chippy for, between the Yankees and the Blue Jays. And I was a little worried that that would ca- um, carry over into today's game. It did not, really, thank goodness. But I was slightly worried about that. But it does make the it does make the rivalry a little more spicy, you know. Um, I don't want it too spicy. I, you know, honestly, I don't want people hurt. Um, you know, Josh Donaldson said that he where he got hit, it didn't hit him in his pad. 
and it made his entire arm go numb. He's like, yeah, it must have hit a nerve that I didn't even realize I had because I couldn't really feel my arm. I'm like, well, that's that's not good, but okay. <laughs> but Donaldson, if you have a chance, watch that post-game interview. Just the way he was answering the questions. I know anyone who's been watching this show or listening to the show for a while, you know I was not happy when the Yankees got Donaldson. But you know what? I'm changing my mind on him. I like how fiery he is. I love that he's the first guy jumping out of the dugout whenever someone hits a home run. I like him. And if he starts hitting home runs, I'm going to like him even more. I am. Oh, we'll talk about that in a second, too. I think when summer comes, you know, or when the weather starts getting really warm, the weather is warming up this week. But when the weather gets really warm, balls will be flying out of the stadium. And speaking of the warm weather, with spring in the air, it's a time for renewal and growth, personally and professionally. As your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job And the purple hiring hashtag frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, where you get recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts who are taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So yeah, I was slightly worried about the chippiness carrying over into today's game. Thankfully, it didn't. Although some of the Blue Jays look kind of pissy, but that was, you know, Vlad Jr. looked a little pissy because Clay Holmes made him look silly. And, but he makes a lot of people look silly. And this was a good statement by the Yankees. Um, just keep winning series. You know, and even after they won last night, I thought to myself, all right, if they split, that's fine. It's a two-game series. You know, they didn't lose it. And if it's a split, that's fine. It's the Blue Jays. And that's, there's nothing wrong with splitting a series against the Blue Jays. But this was a really good showing by the Yankees. You know, they showed that as long as the pitching keeps them in a game and they get a big hit, they can win. That happened last night. Two big hits. Three run home runs at the right time. <laughs> Stanton to tie. A few innings later, judge to win. And then this afternoon's game. Glaber Torres single-handedly beats the Blue Jays 5-3. <laughs> it's a three-run home run into the short porch. 361 feet, I believe is what the number was. And then a two-run single. And he did this last week. 
where he beat them 3-2 by himself. So, hey, if Glaber Torres wants to take a game every series and beat the Blue Jays single-handedly, I'm all for it. You do you, Glaber Torres. That would be absolutely wonderful. I would love that. That'd be great. <laughs> and, you know, Glaber Torres hitting DJ LeMayhew, hitting Aaron Judge, hitting helps the Yankees big time. Aaron Judge, the league leader in home runs. That's always fun. Although I will say, after the walk-off last night, I always get worried when I see them jumping up and down and celebrating because, you know, Aaron Judge broke a tooth a few seasons ago. And uh, I'm always afraid that someone's going to, like, roll an ankle or something stupid during a post-game celebration and I I cringe every time I see it as excited as I was I was slightly scared that someone would do something because things are going a little too well for the Yankees and it feels like something's going to happen I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop is anyone else like this let me know in the comments on YouTube if you're watching this if you feel the same way that you're cautiously optimistic you're cautiously happy about how well the Yankees are doing right now but you're still afraid that something's going to happen to ruin it and I don't like this feeling I used to like the feelings that I had in the 90s. Where it was like, oh no, the Yankees are going to win the World Series. You don't have to worry about the Yankees. Not like that anymore. Now, before we get into the recap of today's game, I have to say this. This is the ninth time the Yankees have started 22 and 8 through 30 games. The other times. 2003, 1998, 1958, 1950, 1939, 1932, 1928, 1923. Guess what they did in nearly every single one of those years except 2003. They won the World Series. 2003, they reached the World Series. So what does this mean? Absolutely nothing. But it is a good sign that they're 22-8 and eight and in first place in the AL East. For now. Again, it's early. It's May 11th. But this is a good sign. So today's game, they went down early 1-0. Not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. Jamison Tyone, um, I was talking him up on yesterday's show, and it wasn't a bad start. It wasn't his best start, but it wasn't a terrible start. Went five and one-third, two runs on six hits, one walk, four strikeouts. His season ERA is 2.93 now. I got a little worried because I was working on something and not watching the first inning. And the way my friends were reacting in our Slack group, I thought Tyone gave up four runs in the first inning. And then when I saw he only gave up one, I, I didn't understand why they were getting so upset. <laughs> like, what, what is happening? It's only one run. But because Toronto went up by that one run and then Gleyber Torres put the Yankees ahead 3-1 in the bottom of the fourth, it counts as a comeback win. Their 10th of the season. And last night was their fourth walk-off of the season. Remember the last season that they had a lot of walk-offs? 2009? Ring a bell? I'm not comparing this team to 2009. But that was a fun year full of walk-offs. Lots of them. I attended a few of them. They were fun, let me tell you. <laughs> 
Hideki Matsui against the Orioles in May of 09. I saw Robinson Cano walk off against the Blue Jays in, I believe it was August. Yeah, yeah. Um, This team is fun right now. They're fun to watch. Today's game was not as nerve-wracking as last night's game, although Aroldis Chapman made things slightly interesting, and I said, I did say, that his ERA would not be zero forever. It's now 0.79. He gave up a run today. Gave up a hit, a run. He walked someone, struck someone out, but he got his eighth save of the season. Clay Holmes got a hold. Michael King got a hold. Uh, Holmes pitched one in two-third innings. King pitched one. Chapman pitched one. So Clay Holmes' ERA on the season is a 0.55. And Kings went down to 1.35. After that home run that he gave up to Brad Miller that jumped it up to 1.42. Yankees' bullpen is a strength. Their defense is a strength. Their offense, when it gets going, is a strength. And they're looking good right now. And they're fun to watch right now. And it's nice. It's a nice surprise to see this team doing what they're doing right now. Will it last all season? Who knows? Who knows? But for right now, this is fun. And Glaber Torres doing what he's doing so far is going to be a big help. DJ LeMayhew getting hits going to be a big help because those were two guys that, you know, they had a rough 2021 and that hurt the Yankees a lot. So having those guys doing things in the lineup, really good. LeMayhew's average is up to 290. Not that that means anything because no one really cares about batting average. But, you know, if you look at someone's slash line and it starts with a 290, that's always a positive thing. He went two for four today. Torres was also two for four. Gallo had a hit. Marwin Gonzalez had a hit. Judge Rizzo. And let's see. They had one walk, struck out six times. And two for five with runners in scoring position, only left four on base. Now the Blue Jays were 0 for 7 with runners on in scoring position, and they left nine on base. So they had a big a, a bigger, a bit of a rough outing. George Springer hit the home run off Tyone. And I mean, you know. Wait, that was last night. That was off Sevy. Sorry, <laughs> I was conflating the games. I didn't even talk about Sevy last night. Kind of rough, but then he he settled down. You know, wasn't the best start from Luis Severino, but you know that could have been worse. I mean, you know, Boone had said it on the um, post game last night that they could have taken him out a lot earlier, and they didn't. He he stuck it out. Lasted four and two thirds. Not great. Gave up three runs. Not great in four and two thirds, but. Eight strikeouts, two walks. So, you know, some of those numbers are good. Um, Miguel Castro threw a pitch last night that Pitching Ninja put up on Twitter. So look it up. It was strike three on... Oh, I can't remember who it was. But it was a 3-2 pitch. Looked like it was heading outside. And then it just went middle-middle. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how some of these guys do these pitches. It was a sinker. And it was unbelievable. And... It's like they're throwing wiffle balls. I don't understand how it's possible that they could do this. But, you know, Miguel Castro has been pretty good coming over from the Mets. So, uh, yeah. Good times. Now, um, summer is coming. 
The Yankees are doing well so far. Will they keep doing well heading into the summer? Hopefully. And you know what it means if summer's coming? You're going to need Built Bars. Because Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bag, your kids' backpacks. Make sure everyone has a bar so you're fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both. And all you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% chocolate. That means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. There's so many good flavors to choose from. Good flavors with the Puffs and the regular Built Bar. Go to Built.com to get all your favorites. They're delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. It's hard to believe that it took this long for Aaron Judge to hit his first walk-off home run. I was at a game a few seasons ago where he had a chance. There were runners on base. The Yankees found themselves down. I think they were down two runs. And I got excited because I thought, holy cow, he hasn't hit a home run, a walk-off home run. And what if I'm here to see it? And then he struck out. Womp womp. (laughs) Actually, was it that game against Seattle? I'm trying to think it was the game against Seattle, right? They were down 2-0. It was the last game I went to. And I think that's what it was. Yeah. And I think he came up and didn't do anything and see sweet pea sweet pea knows she knows how angry i get about that stuff what do you think about the yankees you think they're doing well she agrees the yankees are doing well and it's fun to see them doing well when people weren't expecting them to do well I'm people. If you're not watching, I'm pointing at myself. I'm people. I wasn't expecting them to do this well. They're beating the teams they're supposed to beat, the bad ones, and they're beating the teams that they're supposed to beat who are their rivals, like the Jays. Um, It feels like they're only playing the Jays, but now they'll be playing Baltimore a a couple times in the next couple of weeks. Seems like they're trading off with the White Sox in Baltimore, and this is an important stretch. They have to keep this going. They don't need to sweep everyone, but just win the series. Keep winning series. That is the key. Keep winning series. But if you have a chance to sweep, do not punt, Aaron Boone. Do not punt. Has he learned that lesson? Possibly. But I don't want to see the C lineup if the Yankees are going into a Sunday or a last game of the series And they've won two or three, depending on how long that series is. No punting. Can't do it. Not with the way the AL East is stacked right now. You know, some of the teams aren't playing up to to their potential at the moment, but it's baseball. It's a long season. You know these teams can turn things around, usually. Speaking of AL East teams, in case you missed it last night, the Rays were no hit by the Angels. 12 nothing. That was shocking. Usually, no hitters aren't that lopsided. Corey Kluber had a rough outing for the Rays. Reed Detmers 
threw the no-hitter for the Angels. It was a regular no-hitter, not combined. He did it by himself. 22-year-old rookie. Good for you. That's amazing. And the Angels are doing really well. They have 21 wins. And they're in first place in the AL West. People weren't expecting that at all. And this might be the year where you get to see Mike Trout and Shohei Otani on something other than an all-star game. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be great? to finally see two of the best players that baseball has put out in the last, oh, I don't know, 25, 30 years actually be on national TV and not attached to an all-star game? Have them actually showing off their skills for everyone to see? Yeah, that'd be great. It would be. I mean, you know, do I like the Angels? No, I'm still bitter about 2002 and 2005. Even though the Yankees beat them in 2009, I still kind of don't like them because of 2002 and 2005. But I know it's better for the game of baseball if people like Trout and Otani are on national TV and if they're showing off their skills and people are watching them and thinking, ooh, I have to watch baseball. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Otani is a freak of nature. I mean, truth be told, Mike Trout is a freak of nature as well. And if he stays healthy, the Angels are going to be dangerous. And the AL West may play out way differently than people expected it to do. Way different than they expected it to. That's the sentence I'm looking for. Speaking of that, the NL West is looking interesting. The NL West, go look at the standings when you have a moment. The AL West looks like what the AL East should look like. And I will explain this in a second. What I mean by that is... The teams in the AL, excuse me, NL West... I did that on another episode, and it was like, I know I'm talking about the NL West, but my mouth wants to say AL West. The thing about it is that the teams are bunched up at the top. Here we go. The Dodgers are 20 and 8. The Padres are 20 and 11. The Giants are 18 and 12. Arizona, 17 and 14, and Colorado, 16 and 14. They're all above 500, which is not what you expect from the AL East, because you would expect Baltimore to be below everyone else. But the top four teams, you would expect them to be close. And that's not happening in the AL East right now. Boston is behind Baltimore. That's probably not going to stick, but for right now, it's fun to watch. But yeah, the NL West, everyone's above above 500. And look at the Padres. Who expected the Padres to be 20 and 11 to start off the season, especially with the way they ended last season? They did have a rough schedule, to be fair, that last month, but they really dropped off and dropped out of the race. A lot of us thought around the All-Star break, that the NL West was going to be a three-headed horse race (laughs) down to the wire between the Giants and the Dodgers and the Padres. Actually, some of us thought the Giants would fall off at some point because they were really surprising last season. And they didn't. It was the Padres that dropped off. So what does this all mean? It means anything can happen. And that includes the Yankees. But for right now, the Yankees are a lot of fun to watch and you should enjoy this. Okay? Don't let anyone take this away from you. If you're a Yankee fan and you want to be excited about the fact that your team is starting off as well as they are, you go ahead and do it. 
Don't do it at the expense of other teams. Just be happy about your team. Well, except if you're talking about the Red Sox, because it's fun to see them not do well for a little bit. But you know they're going to turn things around because they're the Red Sox and they're annoying. <laughs> Speaking of Sox, next series, Yankees, White Sox. We'll be previewing that on tomorrow's show. And it is a four-gamer, so there's a lot of stuff to discuss. And uh, at least I think it's a four-gamer, yes. Yes, that's right. The Yankees are playing 23 games in 22 days. They're not off until Memorial Day. So, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of baseball to watch over the next couple of weeks and a lot of things to watch out for. And if the Yankees are still doing as well when they're off on Memorial Day, if they're still doing as well as they're doing now, then we can start talking about how legit this team is. Not yet, but maybe by then. We'll see. So again, tomorrow, preview, White Sox series. White Sox, Yankees. Pitching matchups, how the batters have been doing, how the teams have been doing up to this point. But for now, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, like and comment on the videos, and I will answer you back as best as I can. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked on MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We'd really appreciate it. Enjoy your Wednesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.